Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The Dignity Index. Rolling civility back into the public square. Special coverage on Inside Sources. March to the midterms. Four days to go in the midterm elections, and we continue to say that dignity matters. The Dignity Index is a fostered so many crucial conversations uh, around the state and across the country for that matter uh, because how we talk about things and how we talk about each other matters. If we're going to get to good principles and good policy, we have to have an elevated conversation. Really thrilled to have joining us once again on the program, Jesse Graham, professor of business ethics at the University of Utah. Uh, We always say he's the brains behind the science of the Dignity Index. And uh, Tammy Pfeiffer, of course, is the chief of staff and director of operations at Unite.us. And uh, welcome back. It must be Friday, so we're <laughs> we're talking Dignity Index. And uh, Tammy, I want to start with you. Uh, obviously, the FBI issued a memo last week warning about violence, and that's really the ultimate of contempt uh, is that political violence uh, versus the dignity that we're after. Uh, what are you seeing and sensing as it relates to that? Right, and thanks for having us back again. Um, there was that report last week, and then today the Washington Post-ABC News poll said that nine out of ten Americans are worried about violence. Mm. And we just we have to keep driving home the point that there is a connection between the language we use and the path that it can take us towards violence. Mm. And it's we always think, well, I would never go that far or I, I, it wasn't that bad. It's campaign season. I'm just going to say it and then I'm going to get on. But, but it really makes a difference in the way we see each other can start to de-escalate or take us down this path toward Toward violence. Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah, and it's such a it is such a slippery slope. We've kind of talked about it in those terms, and uh, it kind of goes back to that mob model of you know I I wouldn't throw a rock through the window, but but if Tammy's throwing a rock through the window, yeah. then then I might at least stand by her and hand her mm-hmm. the rock. And, uh, and and if Tammy and Jesse are both throwing rocks through the window, then then I might pick one up and go. Exactly. Uh, and that's often what happens with our language. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm calling someone a right wing wacko or a left wing wing nut, uh, it makes it much easier for those that I. I'm connecting with to, to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, I think part of that slippery slope is starting with, uh, you know, mockery or, you know, I disagree with them. I think that our side is better than their side. And then that can come to, I think they're a bad person. I think they're evil. I think they're, you know, they, they're, uh, they could be violent. Um, and then, you know, it's sort of our moral duty to be violent against them. Yeah, yeah we better go like, first before yeah, they come after us. That's right, yeah. because otherwise they're going to take gonna us. They're going to come and get us. Yeah, it's a fight fire with fire. And uh, to your point, Jesse, when, whenever uh, I hear candidates and they can't talk about their opponent without a pejorative in front of it, right. uh, 
Uh, to me, that's someone who's not uh, trying to climb the dignity index, uh, but who's <laughs> yeah. really looking to either score those cheap political points uh, or who really doesn't care, who does have contempt. Uh, and that's something that we should be looking at. I'm going to stay with you for just a second, Jesse, uh, looking at some of the things that you scored this week. We were, we were talking just before we went on air, uh, and you mentioned this this whole idea of what happens when we're in the same room, how we're much more likely uh, to really go down that contempt path rather than the dignity path uh, when we're not in the same room. Yeah. Um, so some of the scores that we released this week were of television interviews um, with both Lee and McMullen. Um, and as we found before, uh, we found instances of both dignity and contempt from from both candidates. Um, and when we look at things like debate performance where they're they're face to face, we see that their their potential for contempt or dignity is is there. Uh, but when we look at things like third party ads. Um, campaign emails where there's not that face-to-face character, it's much more contempt than dignity. So I think it's easier to be contemptuous of the other side when the other side's not there with you in the room. Yeah, you mentioned the third-party ads, and I know that's something else that you have you have looked at, mm-hmm. and those are the things that tend to drive me crazy uh, because there are very few. There have been a few, actually, that have been uh, quite positive, but there's a boatload uh, that it's contempt uh, from second one through second 30. Yeah. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Uh, and Tammy, what else are you seeing as we come down the home stretch? Uh, and again, I know this has really been the pilot, the initial yeah. thrust of the Dignity Index. Uh, what are some of the things that you've been learning in this process? So one of the one of the great things that we've been seeing is uh, people that come up to us and say, "I never thought about it that way." Mm. I took a look at the scale. I have a friend that I've uh, been uh, communicating with up in Cache Valley, and he said. This has been transformative for me. And he's used that word twice, transformative. He said, I didn't see myself. I've had to call people and apologize. I took down a post. And when you can see it have that kind of an impact on people, I think that's fantastic. And the other positive thing that we've seen is the number of people that have gone onto our website, dignityindex.us, and take the pledge. I think we're close to 400 people um, in just, you know, in the last week or so, actually, yeah. uh, that it started to tick up pretty quickly. And and that's great. I think that's a, a very positive sign because people are saying, okay, I get it. I'm going to take a pledge to try and do better and not treat people with contempt, Yeah, but uh, to treat people with dignity. Yeah, it's such an important part of that. And uh, it, it is so interesting. Uh, I remember talking with the uh, ambassador from uh, Cabo Verde. Uh, one time, and he talked about you know uh, the goal is that we can we can love each other, but to love each other we have to know each other, and to know each other we have to have contact with each other and have that interaction. Yeah. Uh, and when we get there, we we tend to see that dignity index uh, go up, as you were saying, Jesse, and uh, and obviously in the far removed uh, third party mm-hmm. ads, uh, we see exactly the opposite of that. Uh, what are some of the other takeaways uh, from what you've been looking at this week uh, on the scale? Yeah, um, 
one of the things that I've been really heartened by this whole process is just watching the the coders that we've trained to code these things. And we have them working in teams where we have at least one liberal and one conservative on each team. And mm-hmm. so they're working together not only to select the passages, but to then code them. Um, and it's been great to see the, the conversations that they have and see that they're able to come to consensus, even though they pl- – Politically, they disagree with each other. Yeah, and I think that's the great part is uh, it doesn't have to be anything about whether you like the policy or hate the policy, love the candidate, hate the candidate. Uh, it's it's how they do what they do. It's how they really communicate. And to me, I think that's a test for all of us. And, you know, we, we say this often, Boyd, is that we want people to have passionate debates. Yeah. We want them to stand up for what they believe and to have ideas and bring them to the square. And we believe you can do that without showing contempt. Yeah. And that is the whole key. Uh, I think America is always at its best when it is a country of big ideas, open, roiling debate, passionate debate, uh, and uh, ultimately that dignity uh, and respect that's that's so vital to, to all of it. Uh, Jesse, one, just one last question real quick before we let you guys go. Um, as we look at moving forward uh, and what we do after Tuesday, I always say the most important day is not the Tuesday. It's the morning after. It's the Wednesday. What should we all be taking with us as we march forward coming out of this uh, experiment and this process with the Dignity Index? Yeah, I just I just hope more people hear about it um, because, as Tammy said, you know, once, once you start thinking in terms of contempt and dignity, you recognize it in yourself. And so I, I think it would be great if people could apply this not just to politics but to their own lives. Yeah. Um, because I, I think we, we're all capable of contempt, and we all do it without thinking. Yeah. Tammy, final We're going to spend some time together with our um, colleagues at the University of Utah and our Unite team, our, our broader Unite team in the next two weeks, and do a real deep dive into what did we learn, what worked, what didn't work, what are you hearing, you know, how are people reacting, and, and we hope to in the next probably four, four to six weeks come up with what's next (laughs) that's awesome and we will be watching that very closely Uh, it's an important process this is not about speech police nor is this about group hugs and kumbaya Uh, this is about how we talk with each other uh, how we talk across our differences and how we make sure we keep that dignity uh, in play because ultimately we're all fellow travelers on this uh, crazy planet earth that we're on Uh, so we should do it and and do it right uh, Tammy Piper, so grateful to have you in the studio today. Jesse Graham from the University of Utah. Uh, this is an important, crucial conversation. We all need to be part of it. And we all need to make sure we recognize restraint always works. Restraint always works. Speak in anger, speak with contempt, and you will give the best speech you ever live to regret. Uh, and Amen. so let's, let's show a little restraint uh, and be careful because, as Tammy said as we started this segment, uh, the ultimate – back end of that uh, is the violence, uh, is uh, all of the things that uh, we don't want to see in our communities and we definitely don't want to see in our country because it undermines not just our trust in institutions, it undermines our trust in each other. uh, And that's the real test. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, a very special KSL is launching its annual Giveathon Blitz to raise money for a great cause, Primary Children's Hospital. We're going to speak to one of those kids coming up next. Stick around. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. 
but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.